Hallelujah. We worship him. We worship him. Just think about it for a second. If it had not been for God on your side, where would I be? God, I thank you for what you've done. Nobody else but God can do the things that I need him to do. You could have been lost, you could have been cut off, you could have been destroyed, you could have been living outdoors, but God, there's nobody like him. Nobody that can do the things like God can do. Only God, only God, only God. He is a wonderful savior. We worship you even in advance for what he's going to do. We bless God. We bless God. I love God. I bless and magnify the name of the Lord for the great and mighty things he's done. Amen. He's a wonderful God. Just think about it. Really think about it. What God has done for you. Some of you have been on operating tables and got up. Some of you have been car accidents and walked away. Some of you have had guns to your head and the bullet could not fire out of the chamber. Some of you were given medicine that was the wrong prescription, but God, he's that kind of God. Some of you could have even been cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. After all the things that you've done, you could have lost your mind. But look at God, the keeper of my mind. If I keep my mind stayed on him, he'll keep me in perfect peace. You got friends that have went crazy for the same thing you're going through, but they crazy and you not. Only God. Only God. You should have took your life, but God said no. I got greater for you. You think it looked bad, but it don't look bad. God got great things in store for you. Amen. 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 I just thank God for every song, my God from Zion. Let's have church. Put your hands together. I, I got to do this one time. Put your feet on the floor. Let the Holy Ghost rock you from the pulpit for the door. See, every now and then when you put your, wait a minute, here's again. When you put your feet on the floor, you're stomping on the devil and every attack that he's trying to do to you. So once you put your feet on the floor, you can have church. When you put your feet on the floor, the scripture says over in Isaiah that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You gotta learn how to put your feet on the floor and let God rock you from the pulpit to the door.
my God. Hallelujah. The highest praise. Woo. Well, after you've been rocked in church, you can't help but give God the highest praise. After you've been rocked in church from the pulpit to the door, you can't help but give God the highest praise. But wait a minute. After all that goes through, then, Brother KJ, you qualify to ask the question, have you tried Jesus? Because everybody might not know, but you know because you qualify and you can tell them that he's all right. Jesus, my God. I was going through some kind of bad on Friday and yesterday. Uh, uh, Elder Raleigh, I attributed that to my, my three losses on yesterday to, 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 to Trustee Raleigh as we had our checker tournament. I was the only one to manage to have four losses. But my focus and concentration wasn't where it was supposed to be. But I, I, I'll come back. Because I know my Redeemer lives, Evangelist. Uh, it was just a game. Uh, but sometimes I take things serious. Uh, I know he caught it yesterday when I had one man left on the board. And I had no more moves to go. And I refused to make the move that would take my last man on the board. So I sat there and said, I shall stand and not be defeated with my last man. See, it wasn't about us playing checkers. Uh, it was about the anointing of the brothers getting together, enjoying Jesus. Uh, so even in my defeat, uh, I took a stand and said, Brother Riley, you can't have my last man. It's got to stand right there. So whatever you win, you make a stand. If you're in Walmart, make a stand. If you're in a car dealership, make a stand. If you're at Jiffy Lube, make a stand. In your house, make a stand. In your car, at the school, make a stand. Don't you yield to the devil. The scripture says resist him and he will flee. Make a stand. That's not my message. But, but after that happened, the burden lifted. See, I got to tell y'all what the burden was. See, the burden was God allowed me to feel some of Messiah Temple's pain because we got so many people that's going through. So he wanted me to give a word, but I had to feel the word in order to know how to deliver the word. So I'm going to give you this extra word. Some of y'all, not everybody, and some of them not here, but you need to get yourself together before it's too late because God is not playing. Something's going to happen to somebody, and God wants me to let you know this thing is daily serious and get yourself together. Because some of y'all are going to be missing in action, uh, and you're going to be a POW, prisoner of war of the devil, and you're not going to make it back to Messiah. And I kept wondering, why so much pain? Why so much pain? And God said, because somebody's about to die spiritually, and you're not going to recover. You're not going to recover. So with that, he gave me this word. You got God on your side. You got God on your side. 
See, if you want to make it, you got to get God on your side. If you got God on your side, you can be delivered. If you got God on your side, you'll be healed. If you got God on your side, you'll be victorious. If you got God on your side, that no weapon again that's formed against you shall prosper because God is on your side. But see, Sunday school was so important. My God, that's why it's so important to be here. See, those uh, that was here, now we know how to pass the torch. Uh, see, some of us still got some fire. So uh, now we're going to take the torch uh, and we're going to set somebody on fire. That's what that song goes. And I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire. So see, now somebody need to catch on fire because we got the fire. With the Holy Ghost. So we got to pass this fire now. If you've been around the fire, You've seen the fire, you felt the fire, it's your responsibility to set somebody else on fire. See, ain't nothing worse than you going out to dinner and you had this nice meal and the person that was supposed to be there, they couldn't make it and you keep on talking about how good the shrimp was and I'm sorry, shrimp, is it shrimp? Y'all keep talking about how good the crab cake was, how the, how the filet mignon was real good and, and they keep looking at you like, but I wasn't there. See, that's why it's important to be there so you can old taste and see that the Lord is good. I want to get this last thing and I'm going to move to the word. As I was going forth and I spoke to a couple of young people in the back, I'm going to say it out loud because I said it to them, but uh, young people, put your phones up as of this day from now on. Don't bring no more games in. Don't be on your phone no more because I'm going to tell you why. When the enemy tries to attack you and you get in trouble, God is going to say, you sat in church playing on your phone. Now you want me to deliver you out of this. You be ashamed of God here, he's going to be ashamed of you when you're sitting in the principal's office, when the policeman pulls you over. See, see, the reason why I don't get pulled over by the policeman, I'll be speeding, I'll be making turns, I'll be driving on the wrong side, I'll be parking in handicapped spots, I do all that crazy stuff. I do all, I do. On my property, not on other people's property, because I work there. So I have authority to park. Any, I park on the sidewalk, it don't matter. I have authority to park anywhere. She knows she, where I park at, overlook, in the handicap. <laughs> but because God keeps and covers us, he knows exactly everything we need. So you got to honor God while you got time. Scripture says again, remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. See, everybody ain't going to be promised like Mother Mark when you, a couple, couple more weeks and she's going to be 80. You might not be able to sing like Mother Mark by, by that time. And you're going to be like, ooh, I'm only 35 and I can't even sing or lay, raise my hand. So you got to do it now and respect the house of God. Respect the house of God. If you went into a courtroom, the bailiff will come up and take your phone. Yeah, he would. And see, I said in Sunday school this morning, see, now, if I come and take somebody's phone, uh, uh, I'm going to lose half a family. I remember years ago, Pastor Riley asked me about this because she was tired of it too with the cell phones. And there is a device you can put in here that blocks signals and cancels it. But when she found out how much it cost, she said, don't worry about it, Elder. But I was going to do it. I was going to do it. Because it, 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 it got to her spirit. She didn't like it. It got to the spirit. It got to the spirit. So, so I, I give you that to help you out down the road. Because make no mistake about it, the enemy is coming to attack you, young people. And if you ain't strong, 
We, we, we don't sing that song like that. My soul is anchored. If my soul is not anchored in the Lord, you'll surely drift away. And see, if you ain't got no kind of anchor in God, you're going to drift away. You think you're there, but then when it really happens and the enemy attacks, you ain't got nothing against him. And he'll beat you down. Remember this thought. If I don't say it again, I know I will, but I just want to give it to you like that. You got God on your side. Say it, say it out loud. Speak it in the atmosphere. You got God on your side. Say it one more time. You got God on your side. Say it one more time. You got God on your side. Say it one more time. You got God on your side. Say, I got God on my side. Make it personal. Exodus chapter 14. Oh, the scripture blew my mind just to hear it again. We know what a very familiar story. Exodus 14, beginning at chapter 10 through verse 14. And again, I just thank God for the fellowship that we had on yesterday. I'll give you a few minutes to get to there. Exodus, the second book of the chapter in the Bible, chapter 14, verse 10, for the fellowship with the men. And, and I, think, I think Bishop Brown had the most wins yesterday. He was praying. That's all it was. He was just praying. And, and Elder Riley, he was behind him, so. I was on the losing team, so I didn't, I didn't win any. But it's okay. It's all good. We had a great time. We had a great time. And we just thank God. That's what fellowship is all about, fellowship together so we can grow. I do honor our evangelist Lady Walker, to our Elder Raleigh, to our Deacon Brian and National Mother Mark, our evangelist Raleigh, evangelist Lucky, amen, evangelist Brown, Minister Brown, the musicians, everyone in the house of God. So many children just thanking God for you, you, and you. Uh, good to see you again, Brother Joe. Glad that God is just restoring you, and we know that God is on your side too. Exodus chapter 14, verse 10, beginning. And it reads, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were so afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there was no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt us with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Verse 12, It is not, is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone. Uh, see, young people, every now and then, you got to stop telling your parents to leave you alone. I don't want to be bothered. Don't talk to me. You got to hear the word so it saves you. Uh, uh, Minister Brown said it on last week. If you knew better, you do better. Uh, 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 you got to know these things that are coming at you. It's not just words being thrown, but it's the word of God to make you, to keep you, to cover you. Is this, is not this the word that we tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians uh, than that we should die in the wilderness verse 13 and Moses says unto the people fear ye not stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will shew you today for the Egyptians who you seen today you shall see them again no more forever verse 14 the Lord shall fight for you 
and ye shall hold your peace. That's why you got God on your side because he'll fight for you if you hold your peace. God will do it for you. You just got to hold your peace. You just got to learn how to be quiet and let God work it out. Let God do it. Let God be the healer. Let God be the deliverer. Let God be the provider of the things that you need him to do. He's for you. He's with you. He knows you. He's all around you. He will keep you. The scripture says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He's with you to the very end of the world. Well, the scripture even says that before uh, uh, his word will fail, that heaven and earth will pass away. God is on your side. Before he let his word fail, he will let heaven and earth pass away. He's got so much backup uh, that he does it all by himself. Uh, he don't have to ask permission uh, what he wants to do because he's on your side. Even sometimes when you feel like, I don't need God, uh, I'm three times seven, uh, I'm over 21, uh, I got my license, I got my credit card score. Uh, you feel like you don't need God, but God is saying on today, he's on your side, even in spite of how you act. Why? Because you should have been lost, but there's God. You should have been uh, cut off, but there's God. You should have been destroyed, but there's God. God is on your side. Even when you don't see him, he's on your side. God's on your side. God's on your side. With God on your side and you on the righteous side of God, God will make everything all right. Now, I'm not going to stand here and say that sometimes you're not going to go through some things that's going to hurt you. I'm not going to stand here and tell you you're not going to go through some things that's going to disappoint you. I'm not even going to stand here and say that there's going to be some times when you're going to hit rock bottom. And you're going to feel like there is no way out. But even in your rock bottomness, God is still on your side. Well, sometimes we hit rock bottom so we know that only God was the one that brought us out. Ooh, it's easy to come out of it when you got friends all around you and your bank account is okay and your health is okay. But when you hit rock bottom uh, and nobody can bring you out but God, uh, you know that God is on your side. Uh, the sickness that God delivered you out of, uh, it was only God. Uh, the prison cell that God brought you out of, uh, it was only God. Uh, oh my God, the fights that you've been in, it was only God. Uh, you can't even fight, uh, but God allowed you to win anyway. He's on your side and he will make everything all right. I just want to inform you on this morning that this too will pass. It ain't going to be like that always. I don't care what you're in right now. Sooner or later, it's going to turn in your favor and you will not be stuck there. God will bring you out. I don't care where you're at in your life right now. If you're by yourself or if you're with somebody crazy, sooner or later, God going to bring you out. The Bible says in Psalms 27 and 10, when my mother, my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. There's not too many fathers and mothers that don't want to have nothing to do with their children, even if they can be the worst of the worst, but they still have something. But in the case that they should forsake you, God said, I got you on that one too. He said, I'll be a father if you're fatherless. He said, I'll be a mother if you're motherless. He'll be there. Oh my God. There are times when I'm by myself and I think back and I begin to reminisce and I'm saying, okay, I don't have any parents, but I got a father in heaven that restores my soul. Even though I go through some things, I can call on my heavenly 
father to do the things that the natural father, natural mother that aren't here can fulfill, can be fulfilled through God. But then it drops down a little further than Psalm 27. Uh, and, and if you should be forsaken, it says, uh, verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, uh, and he will strengthen thy heart. Uh, wait, uh, I say, on the Lord. Uh, see, we get in a hurry too much. Uh, God is on your side. He's telling you to wait, uh, but we're running too fast. God is on your side. You don't want to go direction, but we're running too fast. God is on your side, and we don't want to be obedient to him. We got to listen and let God be on our side. Uh, even when things get at their worst times, uh, this is when God sees and hears and speaks to you uh, and lets you know you may think it's the worst of times, uh, but I'm telling you right now, because of who he is, it's the best of times. Uh, we got to learn how when situations arrive uh, to call those things um, that be not uh, as though they be. Uh, I may feel like I'm sick, uh, but I'm not sick. Uh, symptoms may be there but healing uh, is there also uh, I may be tired uh, but be not weary uh, in well doing uh, it may seem like I'm at the end uh, but God will turn it around in your favor call those things that be not as though they be my God the powerful thing that happened after the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea they begin to grumble and complain and complain and grumble and grumble and complain and then complain and grumble some more. Now the whole while the children of Israel was down in Egypt, mind you, for 400 years, they cried for a deliverer. They pleaded with God Send us a deliverer. Mm. How many times when you pray and you ask God for something and God give it to you and you're like, mm, oh God, I'm not, that, I know that's what I pray for, but that ain't what I really want now. And sometimes we look at God like God is crazy when he gives you what he gives you, but you tell him that's not what I ordered. You ever order something from someplace and you and, and, and see Lady Walker, she takes stuff back in a heartbeat. She'd be like, keep your receipt. I'll be throwing them away. She said, I'm gonna return this. I'm like, I ain't got time for that. But you ever order something and it was the wrong thing and you don't feel like being bothered? I'd rather just keep it as a as a trophy and look at it and say, I messed up that time. I ain't gonna mess up again. I learned from that mistake. But see, when we order something from God and he give it to us, see, we got to learn how to take that thing. Because see, we don't know about tomorrow. See, scripture says, take no thought on tomorrow about what I'm going to wear, what I'm going to eat, where I'm going at. Don't, don't even worry about all that. If, if, if God wake you up on tomorrow, he already got a plan for you. So you ain't got to lay in the bed a red shoes, green dress. Oh, Y'all not going to do that? Okay, okay. Yeah. Red shoes, tan dress. Did that work? No? Okay. Red shoes, black dress. There you go. Okay. Okay. So, so you ain't got to lay in the bed thinking about green shoes and a red dress on tomorrow. Take no thought on it. You got, how many, how many ladies got more than 10 pairs of shoes? Now, come on, come on. 
I got more than 10 pairs of shoes now. I know, I know, I know every, 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 Isha, come on. Okay. I know y'all got more, every, all the ladies got more than 10 pairs of shoes. But, but Elder, they only got two feet though. I said, I don't, that math don't add up, don't add up. But take no thought on what you're going to do. You already, see, it's already on your side. Your clothes is already there. Your, your shoes is already there. Whatever you're going to, it's already there. That's the same way God is. He's already there with you. So you have to say, God, you going to show up tomorrow? He's already there. God is already taking care of tomorrow. Because he loves you like that. Watch this. God has already stopped car accidents. Whew. When, you, when, you see, when you see one tomorrow, God, you stop that for me. You let it happen before I got there. See, that's what God does. So Moses, after they complained so much and they began to get on his nerves and, and they were in the wilderness and they cried about food, they cried about cucumbers, they cried about everything. We had cucumbers down in Egypt. We had, we had, we had all this stuff. They cried, they cried, they complained, they complained. And Moses got to the point where they was crying about water. So God said, okay, they, they're complaining. And Moses said, I can't handle this. It's just so much complaining. So he said, well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take your staff, and I want you to go hit the rock and let them know that all you got to do is hit the rock, and they're going to see water come out because I'm on their side. See, God will give you a great miracle so you can witness the power of God being on your side. But this is what happened. They kept on complaining. And Moses said, God, Moses was one of the few people that could ever talk back to God and live to tell about it. He told God one day, he said, I want you to go down to Egypt and, and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And he said, oh, God, I don't talk good. Like, I told you to go down to Egypt and tell Pharaoh, let the people go. And he was talking about a speech impediment he had. So God said, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be understanding, Moses. Your brother talks better than you. Let your brother talk then. See, that's the kind of God that's on your side. You got God on your side. So Moses got upset. And he said, you know what? He said, God, these children, the ones you've given me, your children of Israel, they're doing that same thing again. they grumbling, complaining. they crying about we ain't got fresh water. We ain't got Sprite. We ain't got Pepsi. They complain about all this kind of stuff. So God said, okay, you know, look, this, this is what I want you to do. This time, I want you to go speak to the rock because that's how great I am. You ain't got to hit it. You ain't got to touch it. All you got to do is say, rock, I command you that water come out. And this is where we get in so many mistakes. See, sometimes God has given us a miracle, and he's saying, speak to the miracle. You want healing from cancer, he's saying, speak to the miracle. You want healing from sugar diabetes, he's saying, speak to the miracle. You want, you want healing from, 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 from depression. You want healing from, from, from uh, bipolar disorders. You want healing from, and God is saying, speak to it. But see, what Moses did, uh, he hit the rock, uh, and he complained about it again. Uh, see, you speak to the miracle, uh, and you tell God about the problem. Hmm. Stop wasting time on the problem. Uh, we stand around putting all this time in problems. Uh, the children just won't act right. The children just won't act right. Tell God about it. If you can't handle it by now, let God do it, because God is on your side. Uh, if they stressing you out and giving you headaches, and you sitting up all night long worrying about Johnny and Jane and Peter and Michael and all these people, right? not that one right there you give it to God and stop worrying about it 
You're going to be the one sitting up in the hospital, all stressed out, blood pressure up, because your children ain't going to do right. Give them to God. Speak to the miracle of healing and deliverance and give it to God. Stop arguing with the children. Give them to God. Give it to God. Give it to God. Tell God about the children. Speak to the miracle. He can handle it. If your heart is broken and failing, speak to the miracle. God, I need healing in my heart. Speak to your miracle. Speak to your miracle. If your mind is about to snap and it seems like you're about to lose every sense that you got, speak to the miracle. God, restore my mind in the name of Jesus. Speak to the miracle. If your body is growing weak and you just so tired, speak to the miracle. Renew me, O oh Lord, and create a right spirit in me. Speak to your miracle. Speak to your miracle. God is on your side. Don't let God think that he can't handle it. When you think he can't handle it, if God can handle it, all you got to do is speak to your miracle. Again, be not weary in well-doing. If you're doing good, all you can for God, don't you get weary, don't you get tired, don't you get stressed out, don't you let people do it to you, but hold on to God's unchanging hand. Ye shall reap a harvest of blessings if you think not. This is not the time to give up, but you got to stand. Stand on the promises of God. Stand on the healing of God. Stand on. It only takes one person to stand. Woo, thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, I was going to talk about this uh, uh, on second Sunday, Mother Mark, but I'll give you a little bit right now. Uh, Caleb stood up um, amongst everybody else, just him and Joshua, and said, we are well able to go up and possess the land. Well, why did I pick Caleb, Mother? Because when he said it, uh, he was 40 years old. Um, but when he got his promise, uh, he was 80 years old. Woo, watch out, Mother Mark. Your promise uh, is on the way. God has not forgotten about you. We got to take a stand no matter what we go through okay they don't like me I'm still standing they talking about me I'm still standing they say I never was never could never will be I'm just a has-been but I keep on standing on the promises of God because this too will pass you can't change me you can't shackle me not the noose or the handcuffs I stand because God is on my side and I stand on the promises of God He's on your side. He's on your side. He's on your side. Well, uh, Moses uh, told them, uh, he said, fear not. Fear not. He said, fear not. Don't be afraid. I told Elder, he said something to me, and I told him, I ain't scared. We can go ahead and praise God. Fear not. Watch this. Fear not appears in the Bible 365 times. Why, God? Why? Why, God? Why? Because every day of the year, God is telling you, I'm on your side. Fear not. I'm with you. Fear not. Every day, he tells Tells you uh, to fear not uh, on a Monday. Uh, God says fear not uh, because I'm with you uh, on Tuesday uh, when things get rough uh, and trials all around. Uh, God says fear not um, when Wednesday come along uh, and you've been weeping and crying all night long. God says fear not. Uh, he tells you Thursday morning uh, just trust uh, in me uh, and fear not. Uh, Friday uh, is always good Friday uh, because he got up uh, and he said fear not uh, Saturday uh, 
is really the Sabbath, uh, so we ought to be holy and fear not. Uh, and on Sunday morning, uh, when the saints go to worship, uh, fear not. 365 days. Every year, he gives you 365 fear nots. Just because of who he is. Watch this. Watch this. Watch God. God says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. When you got God on your side, it comes a time that you have to stop fighting the physical fight with physical things. My God, it picks it up in Ephesians and it says that, 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 that uh, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual weakness of high places, rulers of darkness. Stop fighting physical fights uh, and fast and pray. Mm -hmm, uh, turn your plate down uh, and get in the face of God uh, and let the spirit um, fight the things that are of the principalities of the air. Let God do it. Love God. He said... Things which have prepared for them that love him. Love God. God don't ask a whole lot of us. I don't believe God has ever told anybody to go over to Egypt and stand at the Red Sea and tell it to part. I don't believe that God ever told anybody to command the son, Joshua, to stand still so we can continue to win the battle. Well, I don't believe that God ever told anybody to uh, uh, come forth and fight a giant with just a slingshot. But all God said is just love me. Watch this. When we love God, he revives us to the place we're supposed to be. When we love God, he revives us. He restores us from that thing which we were wrestling with. Again, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We so busy trying to fight the physical thing. We so busy trying to give our last words in. We so busy trying to give our last gestures in. We so busy trying to roll our eyes. We so busy trying to put our hands on our hip, snap our neck, stick out our tongue. We so busy trying to do all this physical stuff. But God is saying, let it be a spiritual battle which he is in charge of. So for 365 days, every day of the year of your life, God is saying, fear not for the battle. God is on your side. God and God alone gives you a covenant to fear not. It's an agreement that he promised he would never break. Fear not. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 4 and 15. And it tells us that it says, for all things are for your sake. That's telling you that God is with you. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how broke you get sometimes. I don't care how sick you get sometimes. And, 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 and Mother Mark, I, I had to struggle with this for a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes, and, and we, we learned about it in the grief counseling and, and, and things not to say and things we should say and and sometimes when somebody pass and, and, and we, we say certain things and, well, well, God took them because God knows best. And, you know, we, we say the wrong things. 
But verse 15 says, for all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. So many times when we're in battle, we get caught up in the physicalities of it. I bruised my knee. Somebody stabbed me in my back. Somebody cut me. Somebody gave me a black eye. And we hold on to the battle scars which we were in war with. But see, God is saying uh, it's a physical battle. See, the scar is just the evidence of the healing that God brought you out. Mm, my God, uh, you're not hearing me right now. Huh? Mm. See, uh, see, if you ever scrape your knee, uh, it's still not bleeding, uh, but, 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 but it healed over. It's the evidence that it used to hurt, uh, but it's the evidence uh, that I'm healed and delivered. Um, I don't care who broke your heart. Uh, God say, uh, I'm giving you the evidence uh, that you don't hurt no more because I'm on your side. That evidence that I was maimed, that I was scarred. Well, uh, Dalton Thomas did it like this. Uh, he couldn't believe Jesus yet. But he said, he said, come here, Jesus. Uh, I just want to touch the, the, the hole in your hand to really know that I know that I know that it's you. That's why Jesus' hand didn't heal completely just for the one Dalton Thomas. My God. But he goes on to read. It says, for all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many rebound to the glory of God. God is just doing it so you can believe. For which cause we faint not. Woo, watch this. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Well, I dare to say this out loud. I feel like evangelist lucky that my Inward man uh, is renewing day by day uh, along with my inward man. Uh, I'm just crazy enough to believe uh, that I'm still 45 uh, instead of 59 uh, because I believe uh, that the outward man uh, has to come up to the anointing of God uh, so this physical body uh, has to get stronger in order to handle the deep walk uh, of the anointing. Uh, what are you saying, preacher? Uh, I'm saying if you believe uh, all things are possible to handle that believe uh, won't God do it for you too we got to get to the point where we stop talking about this ache that ache that hurt that this that that, that this uh, we got to stop talking about that just walk through it God know what's there he want to see if you're going to walk through it and when mother Mark began to sing and she started hitting them notes and I yelled out, sing mother! Anybody hear me? Because y'all was, was out there. But what's this? She hit some notes. Then Sister Cooper picked the mic up and she hit some notes. I thought she wasn't a soprano no more. But, but you remember, you remember, you remember in the rehearsal, I told you it's coming back to you. So you keep on saying you're a soprano and get out the tenor section and let me and Brown handle it. God is on your side. If you let him, he's on your side. Whatever you need, God got it. Wait a minute. I'm still in verse 17. It says, for our light, 
afflictions, which is just for a moment. It ain't that bad. It ain't that heavy. Stop that crying. Toughen up. I know we learned in bereavement, Deacon Mike. Big boys don't cry. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But Christians know that God takes your tears and stores them inside a jar. He'll wipe away every tear if you turn it over to God while he's on your side. God will do it for our light afflictions uh, which is but for a moment worketh for us uh, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory uh, it exceeds uh, the things God is doing right now it's eternal uh, it's everlasting uh, it shall not stop uh, it goes above uh, and beyond uh, anything I could think uh, or imagine them um, according to the power that work in me but wait a minute, it's one more verse. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen. Okay, doctor, you called me in for these test results. You told me to have a seat because I got some bad news for you. You told me to look at these things. But I believe God. And he says, while we look not at the things which are seen. So what you show me, I'm really not looking at it. I'm looking at the healing, the deliverance, the victory, the more than a conqueror miracle that God is doing for me. While we look not at the things which are shown to us, uh, while the evidence is there, uh, now faith is something the things hold for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, I see the thing uh, of the evidence uh, that's not there, uh, that the miracle is coming and is on its way. Uh, while we look not at the things which are seen, uh, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, and it's not going to last. Uh, Bye-bye sickness, uh, bye-bye disease, uh, bye-bye headaches, uh, bye-bye problems, uh, bye-bye knee ache, uh, bye-bye sugar diabetes. Uh, goodbye, good riddance, it's gone because God uh, is on my side. This too will pass. Uh, but uh, it stops there, um, meaning that God uh, is about to take charge. Um, but uh, the things which are not seen are eternal. I don't see it all right now, but I know there's an eternal weight of glory far more exceedingly and abundantly according to the power that work in us. And I'm going to close going back to Exodus, and I'm going to calm down a little bit. Exodus 14 and 13 and verse 14 again. And it says, and Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation. See, that's why relationship in God is so important. Because when crazy come around, I see the salvation. When drama show up, I see the salvation. Ooh, when ex-girlfriend show up, I see the salvation. When mama drama show up, I see the salvation. When crazy supervisors show up, I see the salvation. I see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you this day. The Egyptians, your condition, your problems, your people, your drama, everything that comes at you, whom you see today, you shall see them again no more. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. The great important thing about peace, if you have peace with God, you have peace in your spirit. 
used to be a bumper sticker out years ago. Said, no Jesus, no peace. That's no Jesus, K-N-O-W. You got to know him so you have peace. But if you don't know him, N-O, you have no peace. Hear God. Hear God. He's on your side. We got to know and realize that all things work together for the good of God. See, that's why you're here today. It's not by chance. It's not by accident. But it's by the glory of God. And as we were talking in Sunday school, somebody going to remember on this day, maybe 10 or 15 years from now, and he said, that loud-talking preacher said a whole bunch of stuff. But something was transferred to me to keep me holding on, remembering what was done. That I got God on my side. No matter the circumstances, God is on your side. You just got to trust and believe and know that God is on your side. Say it one more time. I got God on my side. I got God on my side. I got God on my side. Let us stand for prayer at this time. Amen. I bless God. I feel excellent right now. I'm not going to carry any burdens. I'm going to let God take control of it. Whatever he say do, I'm going to do. But one thing about it, I wrestled and I struggled. And I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but every pastor that I've been under, they passed away at an early age. I've been under three pastors. And I refuse to be in that number of an early age. I want God to get all the glory. So I'm going to walk upright. If I hurt your feelings, I'm happy about that. Because that means you got to come up to a certain level where you're not. Sometimes they say the truth hurts, but I'm not going to say the truth hurts. Uh, but the truth will make you uncomfortable. And it's my job to make you uncomfortable where you at. Because, see, the enemy doesn't care if you come to church and just sit there. He, you, can, you can be the most faithful, come to church here, and don't participate in the world. The devil don't even feel like he got to work with you. He already got you. But it's that one, Teresa, when you sing your song next Sunday, that stand up and sing when anybody expecting it. And the devil be like, there she go again. Now everybody praising and singing God. See, when you do the unexpected that the enemy ain't planned for, whew, he like, they got away from me again. Then he got to go back and regroup. Watch this. First of all, the, those imps that he, that he stationed around you to slow you down and stop you, they got to go back and say, oh, um, um, Master Devil, um, we, we, we messed up. She started singing in the church calling on fire. And then they get punished. So wouldn't you rather punish somebody then you get punished? Hold on to God. Heavenly Father, we bless you, we thank you, we glorify you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. God, we thank you for being on our side. No matter what we go through, you are an able God who keeps us from falling and presents us faultless. God, we bless you, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the thanks. We honor you right now. God, I even ask you to stir up the anointing and the gift that resides down in everyone.
Bless them, strengthen them, take them forward to the glory and honor of God. As we become one, we become stronger, and the fire begins to burn even greater. God, even as we go throughout the rest of the year, Father God, let us grow stronger, red hot and heating up for the glory and honor of God. Teach us, God, to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us. God, we want to honor you and bless you with a glorious praise in Jesus' name. Everybody shout hallelujah.